So if anything happened in the home to bring law enforcement there, what would you think happened? That there was a shooting. Between whom? I don't know. Between Cody and, and my dad. And why would you think that? To protect me or to help me or to do something with me. Hello, everybody. What's doing? What's happening? Welcome. Welcome back to episode two of the True Crime Banter podcast, the podcast aimed to bring in you your dose of murder relaxation. My name is Riley, and for all of those who thought this podcast was going to be like all your workout routines at the start of a new year, you know, once and done, well, I'm here to happily prove you wrong. This week we've got a doozy for you, and uh, <laughs> with Thanksgiving just around the corner, what better way to prepare for the family kerfuffles than the senseless story of Mr. Grant Amato? Wow, we're here, huh? Episode two, and we got this uh, dark, dark, ominous music in the background here. But uh, I don't know, you know, I just don't think that is uh, that's gonna work out for. Today's bit of banter, and uh, before we dive into the story of Mr. Grant Tomato, we are going to get into today's bit of banter. So the other day, I was listening to a podcast, right? And this couple, they're explaining their experience at a car dealership. And long story short, basically, they were looking to, I don't know, um, upgrade their current used car to a brand new car for like the possibility of a same monthly payment, I guess, because of... Yeah, I guess the market right now, I don't really know. But they brought up a question that I thought, you know what? Hmm, that's actually a pretty good question. And I wanted to pose the same question to all of you. And you can go ahead and leave your answers either down below or in the comments section if you're listening to this on YouTube. Or head over to our Instagram, True Crime Banter, and leave your answer on today's post regarding Grant Amato. And that question is... Is there anything more painfully difficult to purchase than the process of buying a car? Because I'm not sure there is. You know, at first you might be thinking, I don't know, maybe a house. But I think, or I feel like the most difficult part of buying a house is actually just finding the right one in your budget. But here's the thing about buying a car. I mean, nowadays, like, everybody knows what they want, right? Most people can see the price of the car online. They can find which dealership shows it actually... Uh, available on the lot and I feel like the approach I don't know I, I, I equate buying a car to buying something like hot sauce at the grocery store right so you know what you're intending to purchase you know once you get there what you want to buy but maybe maybe you'll take a minute and you look around you know and see what else might catch your eye you know you got some tapatio over here some cholula but I'm telling you guys always go with tabasco just always tabasco but now imagine after you already decide on the sauce of your choosing, right? You go up to the register, and then the cashier says, All right, all right, well, I'll be right back. Let me go talk to my manager and see if this hot sauce is going to work out for you. So annoying. Like, could you imagine that experience buying anything, really? And, and 
I get it. You know, there's more and more services out there that are offering like easier car shopping experiences, but more often than not, you're probably paying some sort of fee somewhere to make that experience possible. So the question is, is there anything more painfully difficult to purchase than buying a car at a dealership? And then I guess a follow-up to that is how much extra would you be willing to pay to basically let a company like expedite that whole experience? Be sure to, uh, you know, let us know where I said before. Anyways, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the case of Grant Amato. So as someone who grew up as a part of a large family, you know, there's a lot of lessons that I was taught as a child. And one lesson that's always really stuck with me is eat before you drink. My grandpa taught me that. And to this day, I still, uh, I don't know, I still make sure I finish all my food before I finish whatever drink is accompanying it. But maybe, you know, another possibly more important lesson that I've learned as, you know, a parent to be soon in the future at least that's the plan is a uh, your goal as a parent is to do the best you can to set your children up for a life better than the one you had and Grant Amato's father Chad Amato was a perfect example of that Grant Amato was the youngest of three boys uh, he was the middle child of Cody I'm sorry. No, the Cody was the middle child. So Cody, the middle child, he was just a couple years older than Grant, while the oldest boy, Jason, he was actually from their mother Margaret's previous marriage. But that didn't prove to be of any significance as Chad Amato loved Jason as one of his own, enough to legally adopt him and give Jason the Amato name. So the boy's father, Chad, he worked in the pharmaceutical field with such success that he was actually able to build the perfect dream home for the family. Uh, each boy had their own room. Margaret, the mother, she was close enough to ride her own bike down to the local horse stables where she'd not only care for her own horse, but uh, for the neighboring horses as well, even after hers had unfortunately passed. So back in January of 2019, from the outside, it seemed like life couldn't be more perfect in the Amato household. That is until the middle child, Cody failed to show up to work one day. Growing up, Grant and Cody would uh, butt heads, I guess as typical brothers would, but as the two of them made their way through high school, they kind of began building a bond that seemed almost unbreakable. Beginning with weightlifting together to eventually sitting side by side in the exact same anesthesiology class in college, uh, you know, they, they seem to kind of have things right on the right track. So Cody had actually uh, finished his schooling and got his degree in anesthesiology while Grant, unfortunately, ended up failing out and uh, moved on to a job in the medical field as an assistant at Advent Health Orlando, which it was here where the first major red flags started to pop up. It was June of 2018 when Grant Amato was arrested for stealing drugs on the job. He claimed that he was stealing them for the patients likely story i'm sure that's never been claimed before but uh 
nothing really actually came of that. In fact, although the medical clinic said that they had intended to, no charges were actually filed against Grant at all. And uh, in fact, here's Grant Amato talking to investigators about this exact situation. Did you have to go in front of the board or anything? No, no. I didn't have to go before the judge. Because when no, I. Same board of nursing. Oh, no. With any of this. No. First person I called him, and he was at work at the time, but he answered his phone. And I was just like, look, I'm freaking out. Uh, I've been charged with this. I've been told that my bond is this. He calls my dad. He smooths things over as best as he can. And he's just basically saying, I'm going to, to pay this. Um, so, because of this incident at this uh, Orlando medical clinic, Grant was left jobless. Uh, luckily, he was still living at home with both of his parents and his brother Cody. So, although he wasn't working, he still had a place to live. And uh, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, especially in the times that we're currently living in, depending on the situation, that is, losing your job can actually be viewed as either a positive or a negative. I feel like. That's a that's kind of a given, Riley. But for most people, the immediate response is going to be like, hey, I got to find a new job as soon as possible, right? I need money to put food on the plate. But, but for others, losing their job can actually give them that burst of motivation that they need to chase their dream job and, and uh, you know, do what they said they never had the time to do because they were always stuck working. And because, you know, Grant's dad, Chad... Chad dad, dad, Chad, Chad, the dad, uh, his, you know, Chad was the ultimate anything for my children kind of guy. So Grant actually pursued the latter and chased his dream of being a Twitch streamer. For those of you who don't know, uh, Twitch is an online platform where people can live stream really any type of, I guess, gaming or lifestyle content. You can actually actively communicate between the people watching and yourself. Uh, via a little feed called the chat where you just type things in, press enter, and, you know, if you're streaming, you can read what people are saying to you. So at this point in time, uh, Twitch has like 9 million streamers right now. So to like truly make a career out of streaming, there's a lot of time, effort, and obviously creativity that goes into it. And, uh, you know, Grant, with the help of his family and some money loans from his dad and his brother Cody, he was throwing everything he had into this new passion of Twitch streaming. You know, at least that's what his family thought. Just a few months into chasing his dream, Grant's father Chad and brother Cody, uh, they wanted to see where all this money they were lending him was going. So Grant's answer was always something along the lines of, well, advertisements and, and promotions. You know, I'm just trying to get my name out there in the streaming world. I'm just trying to get people to come watch me. But what they didn't know is that when Grant said advertisements and promotions, he actually meant to say Sylvie. Now, some of you, you know, you might be asking, what's, what's Sylvie? Actually, it's more like, who's Sylvie? It's Sylvie Venslislavova, a Bulgarian webcam model on popular adult site, My Free Camps. So while the entire Amato family thought Grant was out here grinding the hours every night on his Twitch stream, trying to build this community around his gaming and, you know, whatever else Grant was doing on that, that Twitch side of his, 
uh, he was actually part of a whole separate community. A community that would, well, similar to Twitch, they would watch young women and probably some men too. I, I don't judge. Uh, live stream to a group of viewers, as you would on Twitch. And those viewers, they had the same opportunity to actively chat back with the uh, streamer or person creating the content. However, uh, different from most Twitch streams, if you were one of Sylvie's viewers and you wanted to say hi or hello in the chat, you know, which I'm, I'm sure is totally what the content of those chat logs are like, then you had to pay the equivalent of $10 per minute. Imagine 10 bucks a minute to talk to some probably half-naked chick halfway across the world. Like, $10 a minute? How much can you type in one minute? Listen, I'm, I'm not trying to judge what other people are doing with their time or money, I guess, because uh, I know how annoying it is when people try to tell me what I should do. But I don't, I just don't see one minute of chat to be the most productive way to, I guess, spend $10. But to each their own, so. The issue with this situation, though, is that Grant's not spending his own money on this cam model, which he describes as a virtual girlfriend. No, he's spending his family's money that they're lending to him. And here's the, here's the thing. Here's what really gets me. Gets me going with this. Uh, I'm going to let Grant explain it himself because you guys, you're going to have to hear about this. Uh, well, what I was doing is um, over the past four months or something like that, I've been, I've been talking to this woman online. Who's she? Uh, she's as embarrassing as it is. She's a she's a cam, she's a cam model. A what? A cam model. Just like all the videos, you have to tell us. A cam model. It's like they they. It's like a virtual girlfriend, I guess you would say. Okay. Like that type of situation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the money went to her. Okay. Where's she at? She lives in Bulgaria. Where? Bulgaria. Where's that? over in Europe. It's like okay. outside of Germany. Okay. Like that. You ever been there? No. Okay. So how much do you think he spent? Um, on this? probably close to like $200,000, I'd say. $200,000? Yeah. And where'd the money come from? Money came from me, uh, my brother, and then my dad. Did they know where the money was going to? They didn't know that it was going to uh, a cam, a cam model. I, I was about? saying that it was going towards my Twitch streaming, uh, like, like, put, yeah, like advertising, like putting my name out there and that that type of thing. So there it is. This dude is dropping upwards of two hundred thousand dollars of other people's money on a cam model he's never met, never seen in person, and all for what? What, to, to feel loved? I have, I don't know. And I'm sure you're probably thinking, what the, after a thousand dollars, you'd probably be asking Grant, hey dude, where's this, where's this money going? But no, you know, Grant's father actually supported his son so much that he actually took out a second loan on their family home to help Grant, to pay, to help Grant pay for what he was saying was his Twitch stream. After finding out about this cam model and, you know, where everyone's money was going, uh, Grant was eventually kicked out of the family house. But even before then, though, even before he gets kicked out, 
his dad still wanted to do whatever he could to help his son, specifically with this newfound, you know, cam model addiction. So Chad Amato uh, laid out some basic ground rules, and the two main ones were as follow. Grant was to go to rehab and try to rid himself of this innate desire to talk to Sylvie. And, uh, and Grant was also not allowed to contact her in any way, shape, or form. So, at 29 years old, Grant is basically being grounded from all electronic devices as if he was a 12-year-old boy who just got caught lying to his parents about why he wasn't home before the streetlights turned on or some stupid little... I mean, you're, you're actually being grounded from electronics at 29 years old. The thing about it is that for Grant, this, uh, this sudden disconnect from Sylvie... Not as easy as it probably should have been. And he had this list front and back on a piece of paper of all the rules. This is what's going to happen. This is why I'm acting the way that I'm going to act. I'm not going to be dad anymore. I'm going to be Chad. And I basically told him that I'm going to be... I'm going to be present. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to start to try and get jobs now. I told him what my plan was. Um... You know, it wasn't really my intention to continue talking to this woman, but it just kind of happened. Um, and then because there was, like, that emotional connection, I guess you could say, uh, between her and me, like, I, I like, you know, it felt like, like, like a relationship, you know. I didn't want to just stop cold turkey on it. So you can probably put two and two together. And uh, Grant, he dropped out of rehab. He dropped out. Unable to stick to his word of not speaking to Sylvie again. And guess what? His dad, Chad, he found out. And uh, he gave Grant the date of January 24th, 2019. That was the day Grant was to be out of the family home for good. So, January 24th comes. Grant explains that he was at home that final day with his mom. Uh, his dad, frustrated with Grant's continued communication with Miss Sylvie the chem model herself and uh in some sort of I don't know argument sparked up to which Grant actually ended up calling his brother Cody and asked him to come home early from work Grant explains that he left the house met up with Cody and Cody told Grant that well he would take care of the situation when you left Cody what did he say he was going to go do Cody said that he will take care of it. Take care of what? Just the situation that was at hand. And um, I was basically just waiting in that parking lot until I had to leave to go to the interview. Uh, so I want to make sure that we're not missing anything okay. before, before we get close. So let's do a quick rundown real quick of everything so far. Grant... He got fired from his job for stealing drugs for the patients. All right. Uh, he convinces his family to loan him money to support his dream of being a Twitch streamer. Grant racks up this $200,000 of borrowed money and uh, puts it towards chatting with an online cam model rather than what he said he was going to use it for. And then his dad finds out, gives him rules and stipulations for allowing Grant to continue to live under the family roof and... Grant breaks those rules. So then Chad kicks Grant out of the house. And Grant asks, Cody, dude, I need you to leave work early. Come see me. Uh, I need I need your help defusing this situation. And then his brother Cody says, he'll take care of it. 
Well, here's the thing. So, as you guys can tell, we're we're playing some some clips of Grant Amato in this interrogation room, and uh, and Grant describes the following events while being interrogated. He says, after talking to his brother Cody, he went and hung out in the parking lot of one of the local grocery stores, and then he heard rumblings about some shooting that had occurred in his neighborhood, and uh, and he decided to go ahead and, and drive by, you know, his now old home. Not my home, that's that not the family home. That's my old that's I used to live there. No, so he he decided I'm gonna go go check it out. And he drives by and uh he notices there's police and news crews just outside of it. And so during this time Grant has no no desire to look into what at actually happened at his old family home that he was literally like just kicked out of. And he explained that, yeah, he had a job interview and that he was preparing for it that for the next day. And, and here he is, you know, after having heard of a shooting in his neighborhood and, okay, police, news crews in the driveway of the family house. Hey, you know what? I'm in the interrogation room of a, a police station now and, and three hours into this interrogation. And Grant has yet to ask anything along the lines of what happened or why am I here? So after three hours, investigators pull out these photos of Grant's brother Cody, his mother Margaret, and his father Chad, all shot dead. Did you leave the house with your brother Cody looking like that? Or did you leave the house with your father looking like that? Or your mother? Is that how you left your family? No. Nobody, nobody else went into that house. Who left your family like this? If you were the one that's been depressed, you were the one that owes money, you were the one that got into a confrontation with your father, who did this to your family? If you were trying to defend yourself or something else happened, we need to know now to help you. So tell us what happened, Grant. He, wa he walked in the house and was shot the minute he walked in the house the minute he walked in. We see trajectory, we find the projectile, we've got everything on that. He shot over here and is brought over here. See it over there. Find the we found the bullets in, 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 the, uh, in the house. Mom's sitting her thing with a glass of wine, doing her thing, and she's shocked. You just got to step over and tell me, man. I want to help you. I do. So as you can probably predict, out of anger that he could no longer speak to the love of his life, his virtual girlfriend, and cam model Sylvie, Grant Amato first shot his mother Margaret while sitting at her desk. He then walked in and shot his father Chad to death and waited until his brother Cody walked through the door so he could finish the job. Grant was charged and convicted for the murder of his parents and his brother later that year sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Some of you might be wondering why not the death sentence. Well, that's because if you remember, Grant was the youngest of three boys, and his oldest brother Jason was now the lone survivor of this tragic event. And even after having lost both of his parents and a younger brother, Jason actually pleaded for the jury to reconsider sentencing Grant to death as he is the only surviving family member that he has now. And, uh, 
you know, this is just a small clip of what Jason said to Grant in the privacy of the interrogation room, and I think it just goes to show the uh, the, the the sadness or the severity of what Grant had actually just done. I do love you, though. Just remember that. Just like Mom, Cody, and Dad loved you. Nobody loved you any more or any less. have it yeah you can tell um you know it seemed like a a close family and uh, a story like this just goes to show the the dangers are just how dangerous too much i guess alone time on the internet can be when it's put into the wrong hands and uh it's it's a tragic ending to what <laughs> honestly it started out as a father and a brother doing whatever they can to support just a son's dream. Anyways, thank you all for joining. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, and if you did, do be sure to share this with your friends and family. Uh, leave a review or a comment if you're listening to this on the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at True Crime Banter. Uh, my name is Riley, and I'll be talking to you in the next one. Take care.